Hello and welcome to episode number 215 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. I sound great, don't I? I was going to say, how are you doing? <laughs> I, I mean, I sound like I'm about to die. Um, I don't feel that bad, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm coming out of the end of an illness. It was pretty bad over the weekend. Um, but yeah, the voice is pretty messed up right now. Um, and I'm really curious how this is going to sound back on the recording. Um, you, need to, you need to get on the uh, the whiskey, I think. It would, <laughs> it would counteract it. I think it already sounds like that, don't it? Like... I don't know. I feel like it's going to be perfect to talk about this movie because kind of everyone sounds like my voice right now yeah. in this film. Um, you chewing tobacco right now. Yeah, I really should be. I'm just getting into character for this movie. Um, but yeah, we're going to be talking about Devil all the time. Um, but first, a bit of news, which I'm going to hand over to you to save my voice. And I know people love when you do the news. Yeah, because it normally takes about four hours because I get too <laughs> into it. But uh, maybe not this week. Who knows? No, we had two uh, weeks of crazy news. And then this is very, very yeah. quiet. Obviously, uh, yeah, our, our lead kind of story this week is the Fright Fest kind of 2020 roundup of news. We got the uh, big announcement kind of, um, what was it, the end of last week mm-hmm. um, of the 2020 uh, Halloween lineup. Obviously, we already knew that um, Peninsula uh, Train to Busan uh, was the kind of headline movie. We now have got the full lineup, um, which is quite a large lineup of movies. Mm. I can't remember how many there was now, but it was it was significant. It was more significant than what I thought it would be. It's kind of a pretty full schedule for the days that it's on. Uh, what is it, 22nd to 25th of October? Um, and yeah, I guess kind of you've, you've pulled some some highlights um i don't know if you want to go into them too much but we've got uh what is it don't look back yeah there was like actually you know quite a few that i'd at least heard of um Mm -hmm. some of these are already out in the us and then were scheduled to come out in the uk later this month so we're kind of just getting them a little bit early at fright fest which is always nice um but yeah the first one was don't look back um which is kind of from the creator of final destination um it's like his new movie which he's directing um which sounded pretty cool um the next one was The Pale Door, which was the kind of Western horror movie. Um, again, like I said, a lot of these came out on demand in the like, US a uh, while ago. Tomahawk. Yes. Uh, um, but this was one that I'd seen a lot of talk about a couple of months ago. I remember looking it up and it wasn't obviously available in the UK, mm. um, but really up my street. And I really want to check this one out. Um, the Owners is one that I think you'd really be into. Um, I think it's like a British home invasion movie. Um, starring Maisie Williams, um, who's just seems to be pumping out a lot of like genre stuff recently. She's one of the most prolific actors, really, post Game of Thrones. Mm, Um, she really is. Uh, and then next up was Relic, which a lot of people have heard of. This got a lot Mm. of good buzz in the U.S. and in the States. I think it got a um, a theatrical release. Um, and that is coming. This is like a preview at Fright Fest, and it is supposed to be coming out to UK cinemas around the same time, sort of end of October. Mm -hmm. Um, and then lastly, I put on Slacks, which I think I've talked about in the news, um, which is awesome. Like it's shown at a lot of the, the kind of festivals around the world. And it's, yeah, about a, a pair of killer um, de- denim jeans. Um, sure. Why and not? G- yeah, it looks ridiculous. Look, you you try to do this with Aqua Slash with me. Yeah. I'm not I'm not I'm not getting bitten again no this is like this is what aqua slash wishes it was mate um <laughs> but uh yeah i, I was glad that because that was one of those ones like listen there's no psycho gore man let's not beat around the bush um mm. you know they screwed up not getting that but like slacks is the next best thing so <laughs> but so, yeah there um, was there was quite a few movies yeah. actually that i was like looking forward to hell of a lot of movies um obviously in the preceding days uh kind of monday they uh, dropped a tweet um we have decided to pause today's sale of tickets for the uh, October Fright Fest uh, for a few days to monitor how further potential COVID restrictions will impact an event such as ours. Updates will be posted here and on our website. Um, I think that's the last update that we've had, right? Yes. Um... Um, which, obviously, uh, if you're not living in the UK, are we, we are on the brink of uh, collapse again, pretty much, with COVID. Um, mm. I... I um, would, I, I, it's not happening um, <laughs> no. with what, what's been announced tonight. Uh, we, uh, we've already had an announcement from the government and I just don't, it, it, it's not happening right there. So I, I don't know if you saw um, in the initial announcement, they, they had a page where it was like, before you buy tickets, read all these restrictions about what right, they're doing. Okay. And it was a fascinating read kind of 
how they're going to try and restrict people not being in the foyers <laughs> and all of that stuff. Um, mm. If you noticed, I don't know, because I don't think you saw it, but basically the Prince Charles is not being used. It is all just at the Odeon. Right, and yeah. um, it was they're going to be using the free screens and they were all going to have movies on at the same time. So um, obviously, normally at Fright Fest, there's like two slots basically mm. going head to head at all times. This was mm. actually going to be free slots. So like... They were already yeah, limiting wild. how many movies that you could see at one time, um, mm. which I thought was a shame. Also, the fact that Prince Charles was not being used was a massive shame. Um, mm. And yeah, I was kind of, when I read that last week, prior to obviously the stuff that's happened in the UK the last couple of days, I was like, man, this just feels like a desperate attempt to get this thing going. And obviously they want to yeah. do it for the fans, but it's just not likely and it's just not going to happen. Um, no, I, I don't think it's going to happen now. I think I think the only question remains is does this... They already kind of slightly teased digital mm. event mark two. Yeah. Do they do they try to salvage this in some way, shape, or form? I think kind of even with something like Peninsula there, um, I could see it transitioning to the the, the, the digital side. It just depends on yeah. how badly it was pirated uh, yeah. in the, the summer one um, that we've just had. But other than that, I think um, you know it, it's that these films here aren't you know. Um, films that i don't see kind of being accepting of that a lot of them have been around the festivals they've been out there or they're coming out very soon so this would mm. still just be a preview um and so i think that's my biggest question now because um yeah i i would just be utterly amazed if this event does go ahead unfortunately like i completely respect the guys for going for it because you've got to try to keep kicking on but i just mm. i just don't see it happening at this point it's it's too you know it's a month away and uh you know everything we're seeing on a daily basis is just two steps backwards it's not even one step forwards right now yeah like they had already mentioned the digital stuff even prior mm. to all of this and mm. um another thing worth noting i forgot to mention is they're not selling festival tickets um it is purely single tickets for the films wow. um which which and that was off the bat before they delayed it and all this other stuff which i already thought was crazy mm. um they kind of said that they'd lowered the price as well so it's just 10 pound per film um and you could only buy single tickets um so ugh, yeah like the whole thing is that just would have mess. been a nightmare but yeah it's yeah. such a shame it's such a shame but yeah i just don't you know unless this becomes a digital thing these these announcements or you know it's just not going to happen but we, you know we'll watch this space we're going to know in the next couple of weeks what what the answer is on this uh yeah i'm sure this will be but, in the news again it's worth noting yeah. as well that we would not be attended in london anytime soon um no no we, i think happen. that's why we've not really talked about it massively because yeah. like i like i hadn't read the restrictions because you know we had personally made the decisions not to go anyway mm. um so, you know, it kind of took it off the table for us, although I was obviously interested because it's Fright Fest and we like mm. it. I knew that we wouldn't be going full stop. But um, but yeah, moving on to story number two, mm. uh, this is a movie that was spoken about uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, the thriller from the uh, director of Searching, um, what is it, Anish Changnati, uh, Lionsgate Run, uh, mm. which was uh, meant to drop on Mother's Day. Um, this is the one that's starring Sarah Paulson, right? Um, yeah. And it, Did you ever it, see it, the trailer? I saw the trailer. I quite mm. liked the trailer. Um, yeah. And um, yeah, it now looks like a lot, like a lot of other films. It's going to be headed to um, home streaming. Um, right now, we know that Ho uh, Run is going to be premiering on Hulu November twentieth. Mm. Um, what that means for us it re uh, remains to be seen, I guess. Yeah, it's so weird because, like, we obviously can't get Hulu, I'm pretty sure, still to this no, point. I always do check, but um, a lot of Hulu stuff ends up on Amazon Prime in the UK. Um, yeah, Hulu was a really weird one because we, we had Hulu in the UK for a mm. very small window of, like, and it was, like, an additional uh, channel that you could pay for on our Sky uh, platform. And, like, right. uh, it was just a one-channel purchase thing, which was mm. very odd for, like, that as well. But that, that disappeared very quickly. And yeah, we just, you know, the last I did, I haven't searched for a little while, but the last time I searched was, you know, you couldn't get it. But um, obviously the fact that it is a Lionsgate um, feature, you know, Lionsgate UK does have a decent Blu-ray distribution. Obviously mm. we saw that from um, Three From Hell. So potentially it could get a Blu-ray distribution over yeah. or something like that, I think is probably more likely, but but we'll see. But obviously states are going to get to see this November 20th. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully we'll get to see it soon. 
Yeah, I really hope so. Like, this is one that I'm really looking forward to for this year. Um, love the trailer and absolutely mm-hmm. like searching. If you've guys not seen that, check oh, that movie out. Fantastic. It's it, so it really good, is. isn't it? Like, I it's really think it's one thriller. of those really underrated gems, and it's one of the few movies that I'm really disappointed we didn't do a show on. Mm. Um, because we've talked about it off air a lot, and it's it's fucking awesome. Like, it's such a yeah. cool movie. It's really good. It's real good. Mm. um and yeah next up is is one of the real kind of positive stories that we keep getting i think like <laughs> we get so many delays and so mm. many things that are negative and the only thing that we seem to get right now i don't want to jinx it is positivity and that is uh creep show and yeah. shudder and um yeah we we know for a fact that production has resumed on season two of, of um creep show and um we've just recently learned that uh joe lynch director of uh was it wrong to uh, wrong turn two and mayhem um, is is returning to direct a segment, which is mm. awesome, uh, or is or is directing a segment? No, I shouldn't say returning. Um, so yeah, that's obviously awesome to see. Kind of Joe directing a segment. Obviously, we know that um, uh, Greg uh, uh, Nicotero is also kind of you know returning heavily for season two, which is awesome because. Um, you know, I, I, we both loved season one. It was mm. a massive shock to us how, how consistently great it was. And, um, yeah, obviously the, the six episode second season is due to premiere in 2021. And it seems like right now they are, um, you know, full steam ahead. That is, you know, still on the cards. Yeah, I can't that wait mythical for this. 2021. <laughs> but this is one of the things that like I believe in more than most. Yeah. Like this was one that it seemed like it was almost up in the air like oh maybe they could have got it for 2020 because they mm. had obviously already started on it. Um and yeah, it was such a shame that it got delayed because yeah, season one was better than it had any right to be. And it was such a good first step for Shudder in general to like for their kind of original mm. TV. Um, but yeah, I, I just cannot wait for this. Like, yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's really awesome. cool to get someone like Joe involved. Obviously, like we're mm. big fans of Mayhem. Um, so it's great yeah. that he's like and wrong on board. Turn 2 back in the day. That was, that was a banger. <laughs> yeah, I've not seen that love, for a while. Love me some of those wrong term movies back in the day. <laughs> um, but yeah, and also kind of to bolt on to that, um, Shudder announced, it was today, wasn't it? Um, that mm. they've passed kind of 1 million subscribers, which is a you know, massive deal for them. Yeah. Um, and kind of, um, obviously it's part, because they're, they're part of another network, aren't they, within the US? Yeah. Um, and so they're kind of, you know, obviously that helps boost a lot. But, you know, we've we've sp- been speaking about it, like some of the things that they've been getting on uh, Shudder recently, obviously the, the great uh, In the Search of Darkness documentary, obviously and the movie that captured the zeitgeist over this whole lockdown with, um, oh, Christ, what was the name? Host. Host. Um, with host and um you know obviously that must have been massive for him because mm. that movie was being talked about everywhere and and so you know and just kind of constantly adding to their catalog so you know um hats off to them and well deserved on a million subscribers yeah that's awesome like it's obviously not crazy compared to so many of these huge like monoliths of streaming but when you mm. think about what shutter is it's such a goddamn niche i mean yeah we know because we have a niche podcast talking about these yeah. things and that you know we'll, for us, we'll, for... we'll get to our numbers one day <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah man um but, like the, the, you know the fact that they've been able to reach 1 million like that is so awesome that's wild. And, wild. and especially with yeah like obviously host was a big part of that but you look at how you know, um, Creep Show was was massive for them last year, and the mm. fact that they've missed out on that and they've still been able to hit that milestone, yeah, it's, it's just awesome. awesome to see. Yeah. Like, congratulations to them fully, definitely. Um, and yet, uh, I guess finally this week, um, not really a story, just more a ton of question <laughs> marks. <non-news. laughs> uh, yeah, Antebellum, where, where is it? Does it exist? Is this a movie? Yeah, uh, this was me just like thinking it, out loud, pretty much. Yeah, it, it pretty much, you know, it's it's on demand in the u.s we think um, it is even yeah. though no one's talking about it <laughs> yeah but no one's talking about it and then we might be getting it october 2nd but we don't mm. really know i think that was some obnoxious or innocuous tweet and then you know there's no info from lionsgate uk um yeah like we said it's frustrating because lionsgate uk um you know last year they really got ahead of things with um free from hell and we mm. knew we knew ahead of US what the distribution was going to be for for that, and yeah, yeah we're, we're just not getting anything on these movies. You know, a couple of them now that we've just spoken about in the news um, from Lionsgate UK. Um, but you know, fingers crossed that you know because we just want these new movies to keep trickling in. It's one yeah. of those that the more 
movies drop, the less I care about this. Um, 100%. Yeah, I need to see this now while I still have a shred of excitement for it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But, um, But yeah, that's it for the news this week. Yeah, like I just shoved that one in there because it, it is frustrating. Where obviously when they first did their big announcement of yeah. coming on demand and well, it's, international it's theaters, and it just we, didn't we, come out over her. We thought this episode might have been antebellum. You mm. know, last week when we were talking off air, you know, we were like, oh, you know, and then we we were checking the cinema listings as they dropped this week, and we thought that you know they said that it was select uh, cinemas around the world were open. Our cinemas currently are open, and just not there. So mm. yeah, it's, it's frustrating. And, and the fact that, yeah, there's well, in today's world of social media and everything like Lionsgate, uh, UK, Twitter and their website and everything just has no information on this movie whatsoever. Mm. And it's, yeah, mm. it's frustrating. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much the news, isn't it? Mm, yeah. Should we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. You say the title because it's a long one. <laughs> uh, let's talk about The Devil All The Time. So yeah, like back to back Netflix releases, which is cool. Um, yeah, buddy. Obviously, these um, streaming services are really keeping us busy. <laughs> yeah, and this this was one that we were excited about uh, for a little while, really. Not most notably due to the cast. Yeah, um, we had it in the news purely before I even knew anything about this movie. It was yeah, of the cast. Um, and I mean, this is clearly kind of you know the biggest selling point of this movie. Mm. Um, you know, uh, starring kind of Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, like uh, oh Sebastian Stan, like Jason Clark, like mm-hmm. this. It's it's mad the, uh, the list of people in this movie. Um, and um yeah i think that's kind of you know you you look at the poster and you just see this dropping on netflix you're like what is going on Mm. um and like it felt very weird to me um just clicking on this with it being a horror movie and like with (laughs) just tom holland's face and then me clicking on it like watching a horror movie for the show felt very jarring to me (laughs) um but yeah um I was trying to think, like, what, what this movie is set just after the conclusion of the Second World War? Yeah, 1945 is, is the, yeah. first, um, okay. the first yeah. time period. So, yeah, this movie kind of does jump around a bit, but it begins in the 40s. And um, I guess it just kind of, um, it, it it's almost like a, it's a compilation of kind of following the journey of multiple characters, multiple mm. characters whose um, ends we do see, some that we don't, and just this uh interweaving world of these of these characters kind of um it reminds me a lot of any kind of uk people that have seen like a lock stock and two smoking barrels or snatch Mm. or something like that um where yeah it's it's not this through story of one person really if there's probably one character you could point to for that but but it's more of an amalgamation of these characters in this world um Kind of, um, I can't even remember where it was set now in America, but kind of uh, so Ohio, Ohio, yeah. Because well, so they, they like, go to multiple places, but Knock'em Stiff, they, Ohio, was the main. They place. do, but it's kind of like it's kind of this, um, you know, uh, out there and um, small American towns mm. that, um, uh, yeah, these characters are set in, and I guess it's kind of um, we we kind of join the movie, kind of being introduced to Bill Skarsgård's character um who has just come back from the war and is basically looking to settle down his roots and he is kind of the through point for this story and we Mm. kind of see him settle down these roots and and create kind of his life and um we we kind of like his character progression is kind of the through point of this this movie um and i really I'm really struggling to to synopsize it. I don't know if you can tell <laughs> because I just don't. There's not like a whole lot of plot to get into until you go into character specifics. I yeah, this movie really, is very um, much about the characters. Yeah, and so you know we we get introduced to kind of a lot of different characters, a lot of kind of it's it's a very overtly kind of religious town that they're in, mm. and so there's a lot of kind of preachers and kind of. Um, 
we start to get to introduce i don't think it's a, a spoiler because it's introduced from kind of the the offset that we get introduced to like the jason clark character no, who no, is a much more of a a much more of a sinister character and yeah. this is where we get into the horror side of it where he is um him and his wife are effectively um on the roads picking up hitchhikers and um killing them and so they are kind of the the biggest threat throughout this movie but not the only threat throughout this movie um and um yeah, they're like a classic kind of serial killer couple really aren't they yeah it's very bonnie and clyde and it's very um you know it 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 works very well for this movie as kind of like you will be with these characters, you will be with certain characters for like 20 minutes and then suddenly the Jason Clark character will show up and you're like, Oh, (laughs) here we go. They're in trouble. And um, yeah, definitely interesting. And, and yeah, this movie does jump throughout time as well. So we do, um, we eventually kind of get to uh, Tom Holland, um, um, who is the kind of, grown son of bill skarsgård's character Hmm. and we kind of get to see you know his his it's it's almost like the first half of the movie is kind of bill skarsgård's character second half is tom holland kind of is the grown-up son um and again not not touching on the spoilers how it transitions between the two Hmm. um but but yeah um i guess that's it for now um i think uh one of the things that i really wanted to talk about early as well that that was amazing for me was uh a certain character that popped up in this movie right that i I assume kind of surprised you as well unless you knew he was in it right um did you did you spot the first preacher that came up so the preacher whose brother was in a wheelchair no i don't think so did you not recognize him Are are you talking about the preacher who like um Basically, is in it quite a lot, yeah, with like, the spiders yeah. on his head. Yes. Uh, no, no, like, I thought he was amazing in the film, but yeah. I didn't recognise him. He is the one and only Dudley Dursley from Harry Potter. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is uh, insane. I'm so happy because, like... Wait, what? Was... <laughs> this is the exact reaction I wanted. <laughs> because I was watching this movie, and I saw his face. That is and it unbelievable. Was... It was when he started to go into the full preacher <clears throat> mode. It was mm. when he was like the bully oh, Dudley. So mm. It was when he was bully Dudley just after he just before he gets attacked by Dementors. I was like, oh my right. god, <laughs> this dude looks like grown wow. up Dudley. And I was like, does grown up Dudley act? I was like, I don't know. Like, I just, I, I, you know, do you know what I mean? It's just one of these yeah. things. And I was like, I literally paused the movie and had to go on IMDb, and it, yeah, it was, I was, I was blown away. Um, yeah, that is. So, I'm literally now blown away. <laughs> like, yeah, I love it. Like you can have to watch yeah, this movie again. He now. was. Yeah, he was one of the few people that um, wasn't immediately familiar to me because most of mm. them are, and he was absolutely phenomenal in the movie. Um, so yeah, that was awesome to see that I actually did know him all along. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm so glad that yeah that happened. I nearly, I nearly like messaged you, and I'm like, I'm going to save the yeah. podcast because I really want like a live reaction. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so that was that was a real highlight for me. Um, mm. uh, yeah, I guess do you want to go into your your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I can do. Like, there's a lot to get into. Mm. Um, <laughs> it's not a not a great movie to talk about when you don't have a voice because it's actually you know we talk about some movies you know like Babysitter last week where we liked the movie, but there really isn't a whole lot to say once you've seen the movie. Um, mm. Whereas actually coming out of this, I think there's a shit ton of things to talk about. Like, there's so many different characters, so many different themes, and what they're going for and so many scenes that really affected me um you know this is a long movie um it it can be slow at times but i Mm. think there are so many moments (laughs) there there are so many moments where that payoff was worth it um you know not getting into spoilers but kind of early on there was just some scenes that really hit me and took me back where i was like god damn and like i don't think we've seen a movie um we haven't seen many movies this year in fact that are like just really serious takes on the horror. Like, I think that's been, well, we said that post kind of Fright Fest of how we've actually had a really good abundance of light stuff this year mm. and just fun stuff, but we've really not seen like heavy, hard hitting horror. Um, and that's what this movie was for me. Like, my God, it's really serious. It's really heavy. Um, you know, it's actually quite depressing at times. Like there's a lot of scenes that are just sad. Um, and, by the end of it and kind of you get the the point of the themes and messaging you're going for, I can get where someone will come out of this and be like, yeah, I get it. Just bad things happen to people all the time. And like, 
that kind of is what this movie is about but to me it just worked um i i ended up loving this movie by the end of it um you know the kind of the cast is the strong point of course and it's one of those things where yeah i'm sure i wouldn't have liked this without the cast but then it's also it's a complete moot point because the cast is there um mm. and they're all just phenomenal like we'll obviously get into the individual performances but um there wasn't a single person in this movie that I don't think just knocked out of the fucking park. Like there was the, the kind of the main three actors that I was looking forward to that were exceptional. But I think Jason Clark, who, who really runs hot and cold for me in movies um, was tremendous, like really, really scary um, and really played that serial killer role super well. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. I don't like no. it. I genuinely think he is a killer. It's too too unhinged. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then a a lot of the female characters were ones who I, who I'm not as familiar with and all of them are awesome. Um, In particular, I think it's Riley um, Keogh who plays his wife. um, Yeah. Was who's like the, the sister of the sheriff. Um, She was so good. Mm. Um, And just everyone in this movie knocked out of the park. But um, yeah, just to get back into like the overall thoughts, like, man this movie was like what i needed it was really dark and um you know it's a long movie but i was so invested that i just couldn't switch it off like i had to know what happened because those early scenes really affected me and i was then so enamored with the characters um especially by the time we get to kind of tom's tom holland's character um you know we know a lot about his family by the time he's even introduced to the movie um and i think that goes a long way because you, you're already invested in in him before you even see Tom on screen, and then that character then comes alive, and you know even more so because Tom's portraying it. Um, and and I was just like enamored with all those scenes, man. Like I I really really like this movie a lot. Like there's there's some more things I want to get into, but um yeah, what what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think I think we're pretty contrasting on this one because I didn't I didn't like I didn't hate this movie but it was it was just fine for me like I think um like when you when you were talking about it I kind of was getting a bit more hyped up in my mind about it like thinking mm. about it but but in in reality when I was watching it 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 didn't it didn't overly it didn't overly affect me the way it did you I think um like I say I can't strongly disagree with your points I think for me it was just the, the lack of any through story and like when i when i was synopsizing it it's just for me like it was just multiple things that didn't really get going and like in the moment like if, if you're if you're really there for character performances and um that side of things and yeah i can't disagree like seeing tom holland do the role he did was great um and, and all of these different things you know seeing bill in anything is always awesome um mm. you know but but actually um sitting there and just kind of breaking it down it, it this the, the saving grace for this movie was kind of jason clark and his mm. character and just how sinister and crazy his bit was because i kind of i understood what was going on with that kind of when we got um i felt like the the, the bill stuff at the beginning in particular is something that obviously the slow burn was very effective on you Mm. And the slow burn did the opposite to me where it just kind of it, the movie just never got going at a pace for me. And um, I, I guess for me, like, I just don't really like um, things that are kind of more set more in the past and just a bit more slower pace like that. They're just not mm. my cup of tea. And so at this point, it's kind of, well... I really liked the actors, but there wasn't a lot more for me to hold on to. There were points in the movie where I was quite bored. I I don't like things that are um, kind of having a lot of preachers and kind of overtly religious kind of stuff put in, you know, that, that goes on for a while. I just get very switched off, you know, in particular, you know, the... Um, uh, uh, D- Dudley, Dursley character. Mm. What's he called? Roy, I think. Uh, his like the fact that I was just kind of like blown away by who that guy was like a lot of his talking (laughs) was just ramble and when we get to Robert Patterson's character like we know how we feel about Robert on this show and like you in particular (laughs) so like I you're not you know you're you're gonna not like it but he was just talking nonsense <laughs> he was talking absolute nonsense have you like, seen don't get me preachers <laughs> agreed but i i also choose not to see preachers because <laughs> i don't enjoy hearing people talk nonsense and mm. but it got to the point that like i enjoy robert talking as much as the next guy 
Um, His voice like, was just ridiculous. Like, I don't know how he it does it. It was hilarious. But it just made no sense. Like, he was just talking <laughs> utter bollocks. And I, and, and I get, you know, I completely get that that's what preachers do. And obviously, he is playing a very certain type of preacher as well in this movie. Mm. And, yeah, fully executed. But it just didn't, like, him giving a talk just was nonsense to me. And and yeah, I think that was why this movie just didn't didn't fully hit. And I think kind of it certainly had its moments. I didn't hate it, um, but it but it just felt so long to get through because there were these very long scenes. Like I say, kind of the opening with Bill was very long for me. Anything to do with a preacher talking, just kind of like you know is too much for me and and i think kind of even then like i I agree with your point that like um i i do feel like i am moaning about something that we do sometimes want because the horror in this is very real Mm. um but i I, sometimes in this like the horror you almost even miss the horror for it like i i I, i'm not going to get into that sort of conversation but like this movie almost doesn't feel like a horror movie for me this movie is a horror movie because it has some crazy stuff in it but do you know what i mean it's like it's almost like you know um midsummer to a point that like you you get there's so much else going on and and everything is so real that the horror isn't the the selling point and Mm. you know what i mean and it's just kind of like i feel like it is almost apt to kind of look at the two with midsummer and this because like Midsummer was a movie that when I saw the premise, I was kind of like, oh, cults, like, what, what's going to go on here? This can, this can, you know, irk me in the way that this movie has. And, and Midsummer 100% didn't. And I think kind of um, both of them do, are, you know, have some real crazy stuff. Like some of the scenes in this movie are some very violent scenes that, you know, you, you're not going to see elsewhere, like for the rest of the year, you know, especially being on Netflix. And um, it did feel weird, like seeing this movie that's very heavily uh, advertised on Netflix as an 18, that's got Tom Holland's <laughs> face on it. That, that, yeah, we are seeing some very crazy scenes. Um, and, um, but, but, ultimately coming out of it i didn't overly feel like i watched a horror movie i felt like i watched kind of this very kind of intense character piece movie that um yeah to me just was centered around a lot of things that i just don't find that engaging um you know it was the jason clark part of it that really was the horror bit that i wanted as a horror movie fan more than anything else I, I completely understand that because that is the part that is the most kind of like traditional horror, especially mm. when we discussed it in the synopsis of like, he is a serial killer. Um, but it's weird because all of the things you just listed are like why I adored this movie. Um, it really does remind me of Joker more than any other film, um, particularly the first half of Joker, um, which I found to be a really depressing kind of drama with Mm. these like really crazy moments of violence. And it was like an amazing character study with really not a lot of plot. And I completely agree with you that that's exactly what this movie is. Like it doesn't have a plot that drives it. It's not like all these crazy events. It is just, here's a bunch of characters trying to live in this world. And then the kind of overall themes are faith and kind of what faith drives people to do in different um areas yeah, and extremes. how people use the power of faith you know yeah. we, get it, we get it with bill's character we get it we get it later on with other characters and you know kind of how that can lead people in different ways yeah and like um, i love that because you you discussed about the religious stuff and i'm with you when it comes to um religious tropes for example in like possession stuff because i can't stand when it's like this site in bible verses to get rid of the demon you know like paranormal activity and all that stuff like i just Mm. i find that so trope whereas actually i love like the preacher stuff and and this use of of kind of faith and religion because it's not actually about religion it's about people and what they're willing to do if they believe in something um and that's why i'm so kind of enamored with this um and i think it shows both aspects which i love it shows you the kind of wonderful things that people do when they have faith but then it also shows you like the most disgusting fucked up things that people do for faith and you kind of capture all that perfectly early on with bill's character um because he is just this man who kind of is you know he ends up going through so much shit with his family and he only has this one thing that he's been brought up on which is his faith and so it it drives him to do these crazy things that he thinks is going to make him a better person which ultimately just don't pan out um 
and I loved all that. And then, yeah, once we kind of get to later on and all those scenes, like, um, you know, the two preacher characters to me were actually two of my favorite characters because I really liked those moments and kind of bookending. I think they're further enough apart where if this was like two hours of that, I don't need it. But the fact that it was like these two scenes that were very like bookended apart, I really appreciated that. Um, and yeah, like the violence for me like, I, really I landed as well. The the Roy uh, kind of Dudley Dursley. Uh, yeah, I think that scene. Like I did enjoy that. I, I you know, Robert obviously, you know, I, I just his it was just nonsense. And obviously, like his character gets developed way more, and the other stuff is is really interesting. And 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 you know, I, I don't really want to. It's difficult to go into, but like mm. his actual kind of preacher part lost me completely yeah his is more kind of again reminds me of joker where it's it's there to show you how much of an amazing actor he is and how he can just get inside this crazy role pretty much um you know, I, I talked that about that yeah, a lot. When we I've already seen Joker. that for like six hours with Lighthouse this year, I guess. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like we've seen him in a lot of stuff. But yeah, like that was my issue when I when I talked about that movie, which I do love that movie as well. But I was like, oh my god, how many times do we need to see him kind of slowly cr go crazy looking in the mirror? How many times do we need to see him slow dance on his own? Like it was great because he's we're seeing this phenomenal probably actor. Probably six or seven more than we got, <laughs> if I'm being honest. <laughs> exactly, and, and and that's the thing when you're in it, you love it, um, and yeah. I loved it then as well. But like that was why like uh, this is such a fascinating movie like i love when we have these kind of dif different opinions because it's so rare um, well it's difficult because yeah like i and again like i definitely don't hate this movie i'm just nowhere near the level you are in in the like for me well, this movie is something like we have the same opinion on this movie even though we both think differently of it if that makes sense yeah yeah like everything that yeah which which is weird because yeah like i can't disagree with anything you've said and mm. i don't because i don't feel strongly the other way um it's just that for me the stuff that hit the mark for you didn't to to that level and it was just a case of um the lows were too low and just took too long to get going really and kind of even with the the stuff that um it's almost to me like a, a frustration really that like i um with with the stuff with bill's character it took too long to get there and when it hit i i was i was already partially kind of checked out and it kind of it hit to a level but n not to the level you were talking about and i could see that if that happened earlier for me mm. um maybe it would have hit at a higher level but uh just just a lot of this movie is too long and 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 i think um it's it's for two reasons because it hits for people like it has for you and therefore the length isn't a problem but i think the reason why it's that length is because you've got such a banging cast yeah you've got you've got to give robert time to to do his crazy stuff because you know you, and you've got to give tom holland this time you've got bill skarsgård and like all three of these people are <clears throat> not like necessarily sharing a lot of screen time together so they mm. need their own time to shine let alone like like we said we've got we've got people um like um uh, i'm gonna stop calling him dudley dursley uh harry mellon who is like you know great in this movie with his performance he really he really was like mm. um you know it is hilarious because i have obviously like i guess we probably don't talk about harry potter that much on this show <laughs> but it's something that, that i personally am a very big fan of and i do often you know try to see the cast members in other things you know kind of um swiss army man with with daniel radcliffe was just like this just crazy movie and especially being elevated the fact that he was in it and kind of like well, we you know Kimbo, didn't we? yeah exactly that was amazing and kind of um you know to, to see him in this movie was was a massive highlight for me and seeing him just smash out this performance as well that that like i just you know having not seen him since he was a child actor just didn't know mm. he had it had you know was not expecting that so that was that was a fantastic highlight for me but yeah. i think you know e my point was is that each one of these characters needs so much time because they're all doing great stuff there isn't a stinker of a performance in this um you oh, know you've the best got ensemble cast bill's, single, yeah. bill's bill skarsgård's wife like mm. she is a great character in this and like she needs moments to shine and and sometimes like for her i would say she probably didn't get enough air time for me mm. um and i needed a bit more of her and and so it's kind of 
it is difficult and there's almost too much of an ensemble for this to be a movie that that works for me because I'm moaning at it for being too long but then you know I did sometimes you want I wanted more from it. it's just it's more for me it just wasn't in the wheelhouse of of interest to me I think is probably where I kind of you know fall off yeah I think my for my opinion on the runtime like going into it I was nervous because it is a long movie um I think it's about two hours and like 11 or 12 minutes mm. when credits started um and having seen it I think there's a couple of times where I think it's a bit too long um not I don't agree with you the Bill Skarsgård stuff early on I don't think that stuff's too long but I do think that Sebastian Stan's character um who I'm a huge fan of the actor and he was again great in the film but like his character to me was the most kind of throwaway and he I was clearly there to connect moments yeah like... he was clearly there to just connect a lot of the story basically where mm. they needed to get characters certain characters meeting other characters and he was the easiest way to kind of through line that by having this like you know authority figure that could you know witness a bunch of crimes etc um so I think that he has this whole side plot that he goes off and meets these other characters who were really irrelevant. And then I think in the finale, um, which again, I don't want to talk specifics, obviously, but like you have this, this big showdown between two of our characters, which is phenomenal. It's one of my favorite scenes I've seen in the movie all year. Um, hopefully you know the one I'm talking about. Um, cause I don't want to go into specifics. Um, are you talking about one within in a church? Yes. Um, right, yeah. You, you know, you kind of have that conclusion to the story. And to me, that felt like the end of the movie. Um, mm. I loved it so much. And then I was like, oh my God, there's like, there's 40 minutes left. And um, that was when the movie started to drag to me. And then I was like, oh, of course, because we've now got these other characters and we're going to need their conclusion. Um, and so I still enjoyed the way that panned out, even though it went a little bit long. But, but at that point, I was so ready for the movie to be over because that was such an awesome finale in my mind. And it was like, oh, no, I forgot that there's these actually these, there's, you know, this giant ensemble cast, like you said, and these multiple characters, they all need their time to shine. And these characters hadn't had their conclusion yet. But I almost feel like mm -hmm. I don't know how it would have worked, but I would have liked that reversed because to me, the, the other showdown felt more like the end of the movie. Um, and then, and then it felt like, Oh, and here's this other side quest we need to kind of wrap up before the movie ends. Yeah, um, it definitely did. I think, I think that's why that, because this movie doesn't have a really through plot. There is no mm. finality to it. Even, even the, the, the um, finale that we got. No, it's just was, a series of events. was just the point that the movie ended. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a, a final moment as such. And it, and it kind of, I think that's why for me that this movie kind of had three points where it could end and it, it just kept going and it kind of, um, when it did end, I, I just kind of, I think when the credits rolled, I just kind of felt like it was all really for nothing for me. Like it didn't like, like, you know, there wasn't this kind of start, middle and end, you know, I kind of wanted more of a story, I guess. And mm. I just wasn't prepared for the type of movie this was. I think, um, and even for me, like, you know, you, you talk about that scene that we're, we're obviously not going to the spoilers on. But for me, um, I wasn't really that blown away. Like, watching really? it. Yeah. Like, I think... That was um, the one moment in the movie where I had to actually stop and take a break because I was so, like, exhausted. Yeah. And, and I get, like, I can picture scenes that are very close to that that I feel the same on. But for me, there was just there just wasn't weight in it. I just didn't, I just didn't care. Like, I don't know why. Maybe I just was, you know, feeling a bit heartless throughout it, but like, I just, I just well, if you've already kind of switched off at that point, yeah. it's obviously not going to have that same impact. Yeah, it was just Did you watch of... this in like multiple scenes? Yeah, man. Like, yeah, I like, can get through it in one go. This is one of those ones that I really wish I'd have seen on a big screen because I, I do, even even though, and I totally obviously respect your opinion on it, I don't think it would have drastically changed. But I think that this is a movie that you kind of need to be like, right, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to I'm going to give three hours of my life to this and then kind of move on from it. I don't think it's a good on-demand you... movie. And it's a shame that it's on Netflix, I do think. You do. It should be on the big I, I screen. think, I think the problem is though is that um obviously when you watch a movie on the big screen you're mm. tethered to the screen you're yeah. in a, if you're in a cinema you can't get your phone out and everything else but that doesn't um change the fact that i watch you know or we both watch movies tv shows whatever that we're mm. enamored with yeah that um we don't pick up our phone or switch yeah, that's how we watch else. a majority think, of our stuff yeah and i think to me like i i got to the point that um 
you know, I, I, you know, back in the day when we first started doing this podcast, I would always watch things in one go, regardless of kind of like how I felt or anything else. But at this point, I go with the flow because I think it does, it does show where I'm at on the movie that mm. um, if I'm picking up my phone and I'm and I'm looking online or you know whatever, like checking on Twitter, I'm pausing the movie and I'm watching it at different times. Like, I think that just shows the, the level of interest that, that, um, you know, this movie has with me and it's kind of, you know, it, it is part of the story and it is part of how I feel about it. Mm. Um, and I think kind of, yeah, with this one, um, I knew going in that, um, that it was long. And even when I first, when I started it, the, you know, when I started the movie, I made sure I started it reasonably early and, was in good stead to watch it all and it got to the point that i was kind of halfway through and i just kind of thought to myself i don't i don't really want to keep watching for now like i, I just um you know i'm not fully engaged and i think um yeah that's why for me this movie just didn't enamor me in the way it did you hmm. yeah for sure i think yeah it's kind of i guess we won't go into spoilers for this one but mm. um you know my final thoughts like this movie was so good to me it really landed and i think my my initial point was kind of like my biggest takeaway from this is that i wanted a movie that was this serious um and kind of even though it's been great that for such a goddamn serious year the kind of movies have have gone the other way and we've seen a lot of just like light entertainment for the most part and i think that's been great and that's been a very like a very um useful tool that we've all kind of needed this year and i think movies like what we saw last week with the babysitter like they serve that purpose really really well mm. and i'm glad that i'm glad we get a lot of them and i want to see more of them this year um but i've also had this massive clamoring for a movie just like this um that is very hard hit and very serious um pretty depressing at times and just an overall sad movie like I, I gained a lot of enjoyment from this movie because of, I thought it was really well made, you know, really well acted. The characters were really interesting to me, but like, it's not entertaining in the general sense that a horror movie can be. Um, this isn't like your fun hijinks, happy death day type movie. Um, this is a more like what you said, I guess with midsummer of like, man, you, you respect it, but fuck, you know, you can't watch that all the time because yeah, it's well, very I'm, I'm like, you know, very much like the lighthouse. Hmm. A hundred percent. And, um, yeah, and I think that's why I was drawn to that as well. So, um, but yeah, like I just didn't expect this to be this good, I guess from Netflix for me, like I, you know, Netflix this year have actually been pretty decent and they've actually put out some decent stuff. Um, cause we saw the platform as well, which was really good. Um, and even though like I was drawn to the cast massively, obviously, um, you know, I'm not going to lie. There's like three of my favorite actors in this movie. And so that there was the, the chances were high. I was going to like this regardless because of how, you know, mm. I like them so much, but I think I got so much more than that in the end, like all three of them delivered massively for me. Um, I think Bill kind of, we've discussed multiple times on the podcast is phenomenal. Like desperately need to see Bill in more stuff. He's just so goddamn good. And yeah, I actually wanted more of him in this movie. Um, Robert was the one that was kind of the least interesting out of the three for me in this movie, because like mm. I say, we've, we've, I've seen him in two more interesting roles, I think this year already. Um, so he was fun, but I've seen him in better stuff. Um, but Tom in particular was like, man, you know, like Tom was probably my least favorite going in of the three, but it, but it was only because I've only really seen him play one role, which of course is like mostly Spider-Man. Um, and and this was such a different take, and it was it was great because Tom has a lot of roles upcoming that I'm excited for that are more darker. And you know he's such a young guy, and I cannot wait to see him you know spread his wings and do more interesting stuff like this. And I think this will be a movie that people look back on and be like, man, this is one of the first times that people are like he's more than just that guy that plays Spider-Man, mm. um, which I really appreciated. But um, yeah, like I, I just loved every aspect of this. Really, like I say, it's it's a little bit long in the tooth, especially with the secondary characters. Um, most notably, the sheriff, who I think just has way too much screen time. Again, love Sebastian Stan, um, but I think he was the one that really kind of you could have took out thirty minutes of this movie, and a majority of that thirty minutes would have been his scenes um, because mm. everyone else kind of delivered for me. But um, yeah, like really surprising. Again, like it's cool that Netflix are bringing this sort of stuff out that just really surprises me. Um, so yeah, that was my takeaway, man. Like really, really shocked how much I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I think I think for me, like um, one thing is that um, Sebastian Stan looked very different in this movie as well, didn't he? Yeah, like, yeah. He was he was one of the most unrecognizable. Like the I fact how they that I that. yeah, the, like the fact that I clocked um, kind of <laughs> Harry Mellon in this movie, who we haven't seen for nearly twenty years, and yet. Mm. 
I almost like I got through this movie without like noticing Sebastian Stan and like because because he's someone that I was very excited to see in in more stuff because Mm. we love him in the MCU and so like seeing him in more stuff is fantastic and um yeah kind of he was very yeah he he just looked so different in this but um yeah yeah I think um just before I go into my final thoughts you touched on something in yours there which I think is super interesting that um how you say about kind of you know this year is a very different year than Mm. than any year we'll hopefully ever have to experience fingers crossed (laughs) yeah and i think um for me right now the biggest thing i want from my movies is entertainment Mm. and to get away from the shit that we're dealing with day to day more Mm. so than ever before so and it was so good for that wasn't it (laughs) just like let's not worry about anything else while we watch this definitely (laughs) but even even like last week the babysitter Mm. that was just like a real dumb fun ride and like um and and i think that's why that right now i don't want a movie like this i'm different to you where you have this little want for something like this i Mm. i just don't want to watch anything that bums me out right now and i think that's like i wonder if we watched the lighthouse for the first time now how I would feel about it because me personally, I'm not ready for those sorts of movies right now. I've I don't think thought, that movie's that dark though. It's more whimsical. Maybe not, maybe not, but it's you know, it's it's kind of um you know, I haven't I mean it's not Joker's a more interesting one, I think. Yeah, if, if you saw Joker, Joker because, because like Joker I absolutely loved and mm. like um yeah but but yeah definitely because we saw it at a similar sort of time as well. But like um yeah, so I think that's why this movie is one that isn't for me. And I think for me, like, going into recommendations, like, I wouldn't not recommend this movie. I think, like, the the one thing that this movie, I think, is the strongest is having all of these crazy actors in this sort of movie is something that you don't get to see often and is mm. great to see. And I think that is fun for a horror van to see, like seeing Spider-Man play, you know, (laughs) this, this crazy role, you know, seeing kind of, um, obviously Bill just in, in more of a grounded role as well. And just all Mm. of these different things like, um, is something that, that should be of interest to horror fan. And I think, um, a different time and a place, like I could definitely see that this is something that I, um, feel better about if i watch like at a different time like i don't know if i ever will um but but yeah like i definitely don't hate this movie um i just don't feel as strongly as you but i still think you know if if you've got the netflix and just the, the cast alone it's worth throwing on and having a look at yeah i think for recommendations for me like i would just say that i completely agree with you of like if you just want entertainment this is not the one um you know we've seen plenty of other movies this year and a couple at fright fest i'd be like man if you just want to have a good time, you know, watch 12 hour shift or even, you know, two heads Creek, just throw them on mm. and, and not think about it. But if you, yeah, if you're ready for something that is more kind of like a, a, a I don't even want to say well-made movie, but kind of like a, just a more serious, serious drama. Movie. Just a more serious yeah. movie. This, this is, this is a serious drama that has mm. strong horror aspects. Like I mm. say, this is not a strong horror movie in terms of like the conventional horror movie. You take the Jason Clark character out of this and there is, there is still a lot of, sinister things but there it it isn't your classic horror movie no it isn't and i think like like i said before that's why i love it i think this is what this to me is what horror fans should be looking at um because i think it it really blurs that line and in so many ways like because it has a-listers in it because it's on netflix being heavily advertised people will try not to call this a horror movie but it's like well why not it's a it's got really interesting three-dimensional characters it has really fucked up violence in it it deals with like really serious and dramatic themes and it's like sad and, and at times really thought provoking as well and that's exactly what i personally want from a horror movie as well as plenty of other things as well of course um and that's why i love the genre so much because you just get way more from a hot quote-unquote horror than you do anything else you know like an action movie pretty much always serves one purpose mm. <laughs> whereas horror movies can serve so many different purposes which i think is awesome um but yeah i, I love this movie yeah. it's one, one of my favorites we of the can year. be talking about this you know last week we we're talking about babysitter <laughs> yeah. you know we could be talking about a christmas musical starring zombies <laughs> yeah and let's talk about microwave massacre more um but uh yeah no i completely recommend this one for me like this is by far one of my favorites of the year obviously it's not been as you said the strongest year and there's been some some favorites um going through there and this is definitely one of my favorites um and yeah if you've got netflix and you want something a bit more serious definitely throw this one on 
Um, and, and yeah, definitely don't overlook it as well. If you if you've seen kind of like it not being talked about in the horror circles, don't don't kind of overlook it for that reason. Um, or do <laughs> no, don't. It's awesome. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was our discussion on the devil all the time. We will take a short break and we will be right back. So yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week. <laughs> Coming pretty back much. from the break to not really talk pretty about much. anything. Well, um, I think as well, like um, I've been watching just a ton of non-horror stuff right now, like a right. ton of feel-good stuff. Like <laughs> I, just, I think I'm just in a position where I just want to feel good about things and watch like happy things for a <laughs> How while. How dare because, you? Because everything else just kind of sucks. Like the, yeah. there's too much of a horror show right now, and I, mm. I just kind of want to feel a bit happy and good. <laughs> Well, you just watch like Harry Potter, I assume. <laughs> basically, basically, yeah. That's why. That's why I recognise Dudley instantly. I know. Just you like, were like, I saw this guy earlier. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, because that kind of looks like the guy I saw ten years ago. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm. I'm pretty much just watching Mandalorian, like on on loop. Like, I don't know. Like, when is it? When does it come back? Um, end of October. Right, because I do. Um, I do want to rewatch it. Yeah, I've I've watched that show six times now. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's so crazy! Like to me, that's one of the biggest turnarounds because you really weren't a fan when it first started, was you? Not, not like yeah. I remember. I think for me, okay, I think I think the biggest problem I had was I was so personally irked by Disney. Yeah, that I did not have Disney Plus, and and um and that Disney Plus wasn't out there for us when it was out there for everyone else, and everyone else was getting Mandalorian. And I was almost in my mind. I was like, "Fuck you!" and "Fuck Mandalorian." And then I watched it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is shit." And then I watched like the second episode. I was like, "Yeah, well, it's kind of shit." And then I like got a few in. I'm like, "Yeah, this is fucking good in it." And then, like I just had to like stop being a bit of <laughs> grumpy old git and was like, "No, the, you know, it's it's fantastic." And yeah, I, I love the show. I can't yeah. wait. And so yeah, and and especially just like. Um, we haven't really spoke about it on the show, but like for them to like put that out as their first ever attempt of a TV show, like I just mm. can't wait to see what else they they bring out. Yeah, I cannot wait for their MCU stuff. Like it's going to be mm. awesome. Like, and I hopefully we'll get it this year, which is going to be cool for sure. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Like we we're not even going to tease upcoming stuff because we're, we're, we like, don't know. Yeah, we don't know exactly, and it's it's not the problem of there isn't anything. It's the good problem of well, there's actually like three or four things that that kind of take our pick. So, um, yeah, not going to go into them right now. But there's like actually stuff coming out, and it's not all just um, you know, waiting on theatrical stuff. Like October in particular is like rammed with multiple digital releases of stuff that I want to see. Um, and even now, there's actually like three or four things. I'm like, man, which one do we actually see this week? Um which is great because we did not have that problem, which is why we talked about Scream for a month. <laughs> um, and I think hey man, I regret nothing. This might have been the first episode where we didn't mention Scream and I've just ruined it for everyone. So take a shot. <laughs> take a shot. We did it. We've, we've probably completed the bingo card now. We're talking about runtime, you know. Microwave Massacre, I mentioned. Yeah, Microwave Massacre. Um, you know, I haven't, I, haven't watched, I haven't watched Terminator 2 this week. <laughs> just just to, just to give everyone an update so uh yeah i haven't watched t2 this week so yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry about that fair enough fair enough uh, there's i'll always... watch it i promise i'll watch it twice before the next podcast oh, please do. yeah yeah um but yeah that's pretty much it for this week uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could And how could I stop